Welcome back to the Dream Lab series podcast, where we go behind the mindsets of high achievers. My name is Audrey Diaz Robles, and I am your life and confidence coach. And today, it's just me. Sabrina and I thought it would be a really good idea to do a year-end reflection on our lives, our careers, just everything that's been going on with us. So this is my episode. I started off this year really on the quest for joy. Some of you may not, may or may not know, but I went through a separation and a divorce during the time that I had my third son. And it, it really changed me. I know enough and I am so committed to growth that I worked with a coach to help me through that process. And in turn, I was able to discover so much about myself. But most of all, I wanna be able to say that I'm proud of myself for giving myself the grace. The grace in not feeling like I needed to move on and quickly close the chapter and not feel pain and not go through everything that I went through. But I really took time to mourn. When anything ends in our lives, whether good or bad, even things we choose for ourselves, whatever that is, a new career, moving to a new town that we're looking forward to doing, there is still a sense of mourning our old lives. And that's normal and that's okay. I think sometimes a lot of people don't give themselves that time to mourn or maybe the mourning isn't expected, right? Because let's say it's something that you chose we think like, no, only happiness is supposed to come from this. And that's not always true. Every decision in life comes with the good things and the bad things. There are pros and cons to everything. But part of self-awareness is being able to really sit with ourselves and not try to distract ourselves, but sitting with ourselves and just observing our thoughts paying attention to our feelings, where we feel those sensation in our bodies. We're so quick to go on to the next thing. I'm gonna watch TV, I'm gonna binge this show on Netflix, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna work really hard, I'm gonna go crush goals. Like whatever that drug of choice is for you, we tend to do those things when there's things that we don't wanna feel. And I was just in a point in which I had to give all of that up because I tried some of that and it wasn't working. And you see that you feel such a conflict within yourself, like this anxiety building. And I didn't want that anymore. And so I think that the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022 was really my, my search for joy. And I wanted to be able to do more things that made me feel alive because I was able to get through that process and feel all those things, grieve that time in my life and start to put myself first again. And what I discovered is that we as women really forget to have fun. We really forget to schedule in fun for ourselves. And I think it happens sometimes in terms of girls' nights. We might, we might have a girls' night from time to time, but that's about it. How about taking up a new hobby like that's why I took up salsa at the end of 2021 because I just wanted something new for myself. And from that adventure, I actually got to meet a lot of new friends. So a lot of 2021 for me 
was with new friends, new opportunities. I did something like go to my first rave. Now it was still daytime. I was at, it was actually a really fun day because this rave was an all day thing that actually started around noon. And of course my introverted self, that's the time that I got there. And I had fun with, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm always with my cousin, Sherry, and my new salsa friend, Annabelle, who's become one of my best friends this year. And it was just this commitment to having fun. And part of me would feel like, oh, but you're a mom. That's not your life now. Says who? Really? Because at the end of the day, and this is something that I'm really big on, especially now, at the end of the day, who is living your life? We're so caught up in what our parents think, what our grandparents think, our aunts, uncles, you know, our, our other family members, our friends, even people on social media. But at the end of the day, everyone's concerned, primarily everyone's concerned with their own lives. And also they'll think about you for a second and then move right back to the other thing that they were doing. And we're here living this life with shoulds and should nots that have nothing to do with what we really want for ourselves. It's such a cage that we put ourselves in. And so that mom guilt, I didn't experience any of that. And I saw it as such a blessing that at this time in my life, I, I get to just have fun and feel young again, because I am. Another huge thing for me is that I turned 40 this year, and I'm not going to lie. It, the idea of turning 40 kind of scared me, because as a young girl, I remember my parents being 40 and feeling like, wow, that's so old. And there's this feeling like you should have it all together by 40, your life is established and it's like all downhill. And now being 40 and feeling so young and feeling so alive, it took a lot of active work to redefine that for myself and feel really empowered by it. So I think above all, finding this joy in my life, being able to accomplish so many things in my life, being able to make decisions for myself as an adult that feel right to me and live a life more authentically, and turning 40, that for me felt really empowering. So when everyone was like, what does it feel like to turn 40? Honestly, for me, 40 feels like a lot of gratitude. I've lived through so much, so many highs, so many lows. I've laughed, I've cried. I've met the most amazing people I've loved. And I'm so grateful for that. I am so grateful for that. But most of all, what 40 gave me is this really empowering sense that everything from here on out is going to feel really good. And what I mean by that is, let's say 20, right? 20 years ago, when we are graduating high school, in college, graduating college, there's so much figuring out to do. There is so much worrying. And yeah, it comes with some excitement, but it also comes with yeah, worry, worry, fear, like, what's it going to be? Who am I going to marry? When am I going to get my first house? There's so much to plan and so many milestones that we feel like we have to check off. And now being this age and having gone through all of that, there is this tremendous amount of self-trust that I have. 
that no matter what, I'm going to figure it out. And that those things don't even matter. What matters is how happy I am with myself and how at peace I feel with myself. So things that used to worry me, like if I was able to go through a separation and a divorce, I can handle anything. I really can. And to come out of that in a better place and such good friends with my ex, being able to co-parent together, to be able to navigate through tough relationships and to get to where I am now, even career changes, because thinking back to the time I was 20, I started out in the music industry, um, thinking that that's what I wanted to do, being director of marketing, having to figure out that I wanted to walk away from that, starting businesses, being involved in the family business, there's just so much. And of course, the last 20 years becoming a mother and how transformational that is and who I am at the very core of a person as a woman. But now seeing 40 as I've got this, I know what I'm doing as a mom. And by knowing what I'm doing, not that I actually know because now Ashton's about to be a teenager next year. And I know that's going to be a whole world of new things that I don't know, but I can trust myself. I can trust myself that I'm able to really think about how I want to react, how I want to speak, how I want to show up, that I've worked on my mindset enough to know that things like that, any other challenge that comes up for me is never going to be as daunting as anything that I've already lived through. There's tremendous peace in that. And I think that that's the beauty of turning 40. I was able to turn 40 in Italy with my family that's what I asked them for when everyone's like what do you want for your birthday they asked me in January when we were at our last family vacation if you want you can go back to that episode I gave a lot of reflections from my time together with my family because we did so much together in that trip to Samana in the Dominican Republic and back then I said to them I want to turn 40 with all of you guys in Italy so we had a two-week trip landed in Rome, spent time in Florence, and then went down to the Amalfi Coast and came back up to Rome. It was just, wow, like family, good food and enjoying life. It was so beautiful. So where does that bring me? That brings me into, it's so interesting, because if you would have asked me a couple of years ago, what kind of person are you? I would say super competitive, and I still have that, super competitive, very driven, ambitious, high achiever. And I think all of these experiences that I've gone through and these reflections and the way I've let these experiences change me, I am not so much that person anymore. Because that old version of me, it was a coping mechanism as a way to stand out, as a way to get attention, you know, our audience is first-generation Latinas, and we know that our parents are like, good grades, go to a good college, graduate top of your class, get a good job. And coming from parents that worked so hard, I always talk about how the first time that my dad took a day off, and I remember him being home with us on a Sunday, I was 12 years old. So there's this little girl, my inner child was always working out this achievement purposes of validation like you guys work so hard I'm going to make you proud I'm going to be the good girl I'm going to get these good grades I'm going to behave so well and that marked so much of my life 
And 40 gave me the ability and also going through the divorce gave me the ability to strip all of that away and just be my authentic self. Really stand up for myself and what I want and how I want to live my life and where I want to go. So whenever I feel the competition creep up, whenever I feel like I want to do something for validation, I have to check myself because I know that's the inner child that needs love and attention. And I figure out to myself, how can I give that to myself in a way that's healthy and not in a way that's going to make me compete? Because I know that that's when I'm being a little toxic. So as a result of all of this, I really thought about my life on the grander scale. And I know that so many of our listeners are here because you have businesses that you want to start, you have businesses that you're running, you want to scale, you want to excel in your career. This year has been transformative for me because I took my faith to another level. And instead of thinking really small and micro in terms of this year or breaking down quarters, like we see so many people do, I zoomed out. I zoomed way out and I thought to myself, at the end of my life, what really matters? At the end of my life, I know I'm not going to really be concerned with what kind of career I built, how much money I made, how hard I worked. At the end of my life, I want to know that I used every gift God gave me. That's actually one of my favorite quotes and I mention it a lot. Um, it says, at the end of my life, when I stand before God, I want to be able to say, I have nothing left. I used everything you gave me. And what does that look like for me? That looks like primarily surrendering myself to God. What sets me apart, I think, especially in my approach to coaching and the reason that I'm so passionate about working with women is because I encounter so many women who are broken and hiding behind a mask, hiding behind a shell that they created just to be able to cope in the world. And we're in a world that really puts an emphasis on being self-reliant. And there's a danger in that. It, you know, what I do as a coach it's about mindset and really tuning into yourself and knowing that you're in the driver's seat with what happens within your life. But the danger is in when you think that you're the one that knows best for your life because you don't. If you think about it, it one day we're happy, one day we're sad, not even in, in the same day, happy in the morning, sad at night, and our mind is always changing. And yes, there's something to be said about being intentional and journaling and being clear with what you want. But at the end of the day, we don't know what is ultimately best for ourselves. And when we become self-reliant and setting goals without consulting God, we're going to end up with a life that we weren't meant to live, one that might not even give us peace. So one of my biggest goals for this year, and I thought about it this way, we tithe, right? We give 10% of our income to God, to the poor, to church, to charity. What if we tithed our time 
in the same way. And I took a look at my day. I'm like, I have so much time. We think that we don't, but we really do when we really break it down. We just have to be more efficient. We just need to decide how we're actually going to use that time. And I broke up my day in different times to pray more and to say to God, God, I've lived a long life, 40 years of life, where yes, I prayed to you, I consulted you every day, but there's a big difference between being able to say, God, this is what I want, this is what I'm doing, can you please bless it? God, you created me. What do you want from me? My heart wants this, but ultimately not what I want, but what you want. And that is so empowering because when you're able to do that, you have this detachment from things. We hear it all the time that attachment is bad because when you're attached to something, you're kind of a slave to it and a slave to having to control the outcome. But when you fully ask God to help you surrender, because it's not like you can show up and be like, God, I surrender, because we all try that at first and then end up picking up the thing an hour later. But when you're able to just detach and grow your relationship with God to the point where you feel so much of his peace and his guidance and detach from things and know that whatever happens happens for you and I think that that's the biggest 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 gift that I've been able to receive because we get so hung up on these goals and then if we don't achieve those goals then who are who am I am I worth it do I matter can I do this and we base our identity and our self-esteem around so much work and a certain amount of income, and a certain amount of status and prestige, and being able to be perceived in this way. But ultimately, none of that matters. What matters is, are you aligned with what God created you for? Because when you are, and you have that trust in him, what happens is that he starts changing you, changing your heart, changing your desires for better. And the way you love people increases. All these things that you found difficult to do, you just find doors opening without you putting in the effort. That's what happens when you live a life with God. He opens the doors for you instead of you pushing and pushing and trying to make things happen, working against yourself, trying to get control over over things that Ultimately, you don't have control over. One of my favorite Bible verses is Romans 8.28. For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. All things work together for the good. And that detachment leads you to that. So that you know that when... that. Either if things go my way or things don't go my way, they're going in the direction that's ultimately best for me. I can't tell you how many times in my life, personal life and in my career, I remember when I was younger, there was nothing in the world that I wanted more than to work with Sony. I worked in the music industry, but I worked in 
for small marketing agencies that handled the marketing for these larger labels. So the labels would hire us to do projects for different artists and albums. And the head of um, marketing for Sony was so impressed by me, called me in for a meeting. He's like, I'd love to hire you. I want you to start right away. I'm so impressed by the work that you've done. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. We discussed income. We discussed getting me a company phone, all of that. And then he called me about three days later and they're like, there's some trouble with the budget. I don't think I'm going to be able to make this happen. And I was crushed, but I was crushed. But I thought to myself, you know what? God knows I want this. And if God knows I want this, then whatever the outcome is, is going to be for my benefit. And within a week, I heard of massive layoffs at Sony, including the director of marketing who was supposed to hire me. And that's what happens when you trust God. So here at the Dream Lab, and especially in my work with my clients, there's these elements of being a whole woman. I want you to thrive in your career. I want you to have the income that you desire so that you can give more, so that you're not stressed and worrying over bills and how are you going to pay for this. I want you to live in abundance. But I don't want you to think that that's the only thing there is for you. There is so much more. We get caught up in the means goals instead of thinking about the end goal. The end goal is the ultimate thing that we want for our life. Abundance, happiness, love, joy. The means goals are those things that get us there, like our job, our career. But we get so caught up in those things and these numbers and these metrics that we forget to love, that we forget to show up authentically to life, that we forget to find joy and time for ourselves. All of these things are important. Taking care of yourself is important. The way you show up, all of it. But ultimately, at the end of your life, who are you going to be? What do you want people to say about you? Because I know that if I focus primarily on my relationship with God, like it's written in Matthew, set your heart first on the kingdom and righteousness of God and all else will be given to you. So if I focus first on him and who he created me to be, then I know all else will be given to me then I know that all other doors will be open to me. And I don't have to worry about how I'm performing, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. Because God provides divine providence. God provides. God takes care of me. So I spend my day doing all the things that I need to do. I spend my time working on myself. I spend my time working on my businesses. I spend my time with God, making sure that I'm able to connect with him every single day. And I spend my time with my family, with my children, and finding the joy for myself. Because I only have this one life. And I'm, an, I'm a role model 
to my children. I'm a role model to my clients. And every single day, I'm convicted more and more that without God, nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters. So this reflection <laughs> might have been like a sermon, might have been like I took you to church, but just know that I care enough about you to give you this reminder. I don't know where you are in your walk with God, with your creator, with your faith, if you even believe in a higher being. But I just want you to be able to reflect on that one day, and you don't know if it's today, tomorrow, next year, 10 years from now. This life is going to be over. Over. What are you going to do with it? What's really going to matter? What is the impact that you're creating? What is the legacy that you're leaving behind? Because it's not all about work. It's not all about money. There's something much greater than that. And I hope that you're able to tap into it. Thank you for listening.